and welcome to the final episode of season two, episode seven zero from KACU Studios here in Abilene Christian University. I'm alongside Connor Mullins, Clark Sullivan, and Jalen Garrett. God knows when these guys are going to graduate, but some someday we'll I'm see. <laughs> oh, Clark, already done. I saw you walk across the stage. That's I shouldn't right. say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your time and, and effort here, Clark. Thanks. All right. Well. We'll get out of your hair. I know, I know, I know. Who knows? It's until December. December, yes. All right, well, welcome to the Inside Source, everybody. This is our last episode of season two. Don't know really what that means, but it just means that we've done 70 of these this year, which is pretty freaking cool, right? Yeah, yeah. 70, that's crazy. I'm proud of that number. I'm proud of that number. So, And everybody's contributed, and, and we have all kinds of students now that I feel like do this. I've incorporated these in my classes, and it's kind of funny when people walk by here and are studio they're like well can i do that i'm like well yeah anybody can do it you just got to do it you know and so today we are specifically focused on the nba so it's we are right in the heart of the final four and it's not called that in the nba but um the conference finals we miss miss our mavs they were there last year um but i'll just kind of again throw it around the infield here connor i'll start with you What's your take on the NBA right now? Uh, again, we've got Miami versus Boston in the East, and we've got Los Angeles versus Denver in the West. Just holistically tell me what you think right now is kind of the the landscape of the NBA uh, playoffs. I think obviously for any NBA fan, people want to see the Lakers and Celtics in the finals. It's always fun when they play in the finals, but realistically I don't think that's going to happen. We saw game one of the Nuggets against the Lakers last night. And they dominated in that first half, and that just kind of carried into that second half. Jokic was a monster. I think he had like 19 and 16 at halftime, finished with 34 points on the night, had a very efficient performance. It's hard to play in Denver. I think they were mentioning that before the game about um, playing in high elevation in Mile High City in Denver. It's a tough environment to play in, and the Lakers lose 132 to 126. Uh, in the Heat and Celtics, I would love to see the Heat win this series. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but realistically, the Celtics have been the best team if not in the NBA all year, they're one of the better teams. I think the ESPN rankings gave them like a 3% chance to win this series. Game one is tonight at 7.30. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see the Celtics and the Heat um, go against each other. I like Jimmy Butler and what he brings to the Heat. He's been very good in a Heat uniform, and I just think they're an underrated team to go to the finals. Clark, what's your take on the NBA right now? And, and pick, pick a series you want to start with. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I was just talking to Jalen before this. I got to see the last. I got to see the fourth quarter of Lakers Nuggets last night. Yeah, and um, yeah, Denver pretty dominant. And then the thing that worries me about Denver is the clutch. Like they, uh, the Lakers just have more experience in the clutch, and also they have LeBron James. And so like, that's the part that worries me. Is I saw I saw him get nervous. I saw him tighten up. And there was this one play I think was a turning point. There was a, a steal and then an alley-oop to Aaron Gordon. And, and it was like you could see that was the, the relaxation. Yeah, and was, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. wait, we could do this. So I think that if there's anything that kills Denver in this series, it's going to be the clutch. But I think overall it's going to be really tough for L.A. to pull it out. And I think the same thing about Boston-Miami. Uh, I, I think yeah. it would be cool to see Miami win. But personally, I love the Celtics. I think uh, I think that they are – have easily been the most dominant team in the NBA this season, even though they're second in the East. I think that they've just been consistent. And so it's, I think it's tough for Miami to pull that one out. Jalen, tell me about your take on these four teams right now, an eight seed and a one seed and a seven seed and a one seed. Tell me about your take on, on the playoffs. Yeah. Um, 
when I talk about um, Denver and L.A., the thing that was really uh, captured my eye last night was the matchup between Jokic and Davis. Like, I'm I'm loving it. Like, they are – I mean, Davis, he dropped 40 and 10 and three blocks. I mean, sorry, two blocks and three steals. Jokic had a 34-point triple-double. So, because me and uh, – shout-out to Trey – uh, who's also an ACTV. Um, he's a big Lakers guy, and he was Trey talking, uh, Shotsman in Newhouse. No, Trey no, Boyd. Trey Boyd. Trey <laughs> Which Boyd. one? We got like there's a lot of Trey's. Trey Boyd. Yeah. Trey Boyd. Yeah. Trey Boyd. Um, sure. and we were both just kind of talking about this matchup, and that's going to be key. Like, clearly they can't stop each other because they're both no. <laughs> dominant. And I agree with Clark. Um, Denver. I don't know if they have that guy who's going to take the last shot. You got on the Lakers, you got LeBron, you got AD, you got Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, who is very, very – he. I think he's definitely – you can make an argument he's a top five important player right. in this series and for the Lakers in this playoffs. And also you have uh, Rui Hachimura off the bench. He was great defensively last night against Jokic. Yeah, yeah, he dropped 17 off the bench. And so I trust the Lakers' depth. I'm still going with Denver – yeah. Just because I think Denver has been consistent all season. Um, switching to the Eastern Conference, I'm go- I just love Boston. Um, Boston, they've kind of shown their true colors a little bit this playoffs. You know, uh, Philly pushing them to seven. Yeah. Um, even in the first round, you know, we kind of saw some hangups. And obviously, Miami has just been killing it. Jimmy Butler is out here looking like the bubble. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Butler. And, I mean, I, I think my take on the Miami series is – it's a little bit like the actual, like the NCAA Final Four, in my opinion, where you have the Cinderella. Two of these are Cinderellas, really, and LeBron's obviously not a Cinderella, but like you have these eight seeds and seven seeds. I want to see the two best teams in the finals. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see a really hot Jimmy Butler in the finals, and then he somehow is isolated in, in or sorry, and he's shut down, and then it's a sweep. You know, that's what, yeah. that's like a championship kind of like turnoff for me is. Right. Like the Cinderella, it's cool, but they. I think the Heat just kind of need to go away, um, <laughs> and 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 that's they're not going to easily, and they may win the whole thing, and that's that would be amazing, right? That would be like a like a Carmelo in two thousand and three, you know, when Syracuse like yeah. just kind of took the ball and said, "I'm going to win the national championship," right? So yeah. I hope that the Heat don't win, but um, and yeah. I would personally love to see Lakers Celtics I think it would be really fun to watch I'm not rooting for the Celtics or the Lakers <laughs> I, I think I think we're all kind of in or I am and I am thinking that I'd like to see Denver win it would be kind of fun yeah I would love um it. yeah but I think Clark you may have said it like or someone did I don't know that they have a guy that can take the last shot because yeah. watching Jokic last night really for one of the first times in my life I'm like how does this dude do what he does how, how? like he looks like he's on skates sometimes because mm-hmm. he's like bringing the ball up and I'm like he's like a baby giraffe yeah like it's like what are you doing <laughs> but then he just kind of slowly backs the guy down and then he figures it's it unstoppable, out unstoppable yeah and I think and to, just to continue on just let's talk talk about individual players in this series what what are y'all's thoughts on LeBron and what he needs to do to kind of take over or can he take over I'll go over to you Clark like what do they need to do to, to even the series and maybe even win the series um, I I don't I don't think that there are many guys on the Nuggets that can guard Bron one v one. I think really it's it comes down to 
can LA produce enough offensively to overcome Denver as an offensive right. uh, powerhouse? Like the other guys, you mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, because I think LeBron's consistent. Yeah, He's going to do what he does every and night. 15 or whatever, um, yeah. Anthony Davis is really, to me, a key. Like Jalen mentioned, he's just been incredible right. this offseason. I think that there's one guy for each of these teams that's just been incredible mm-hmm. this postseason. And Anthony Davis is that for L.A., Jokic is that for Denver, Jimmy Butler's that for Miami, and Jason Tatum's that for for Boston. Yeah. And so I think really it comes down for me to can the rest of the team produce because these are these guys are gonna get it done every night. Connor, you have uh Austin Reeves and of course Anthony Davis and and um they combined for my math is bad, sixty three points last night. Do you think that them losing that game uh now a lot of that was in a comeback, right? So Denver may have played cover 2D there a little bit, you know, for a football term. But do you think that that hurts worse uh, when these two guys are – they went off last night pretty much for them losing in that type of game? I think it definitely does, but it also goes back to your previous point that LeBron doesn't have to be the star every single night like he had to in previous years in a Lakers uniform. When you have a healthy Anthony Davis, which it's the first time he's been healthy in a while, consistently, and he puts up 40 points last night. Austin Reeves has been great. Y'all mentioned him earlier. He said for a big contract this offseason, he puts up 23. But I just think it shows the Lakers have the offensive power to get at least a couple wins, maybe push it to seven. Um, but I, I just think there's a lot of star power on this Lakers team and at least enough offensive firepower that LeBron doesn't have to take the burden uh, every single night. He can spread it out to Austin Reeves. He has D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, Rui Hachimura, as we mentioned earlier. And he's got some dudes that didn't even play last night, like Malik Beasley. Or uh, Lonnie Walker didn't play very much, had 20 minutes, 6 points. But there are, just, there are a lot of guys on that team that can score when they need to. And I, I think there's a lot of depth to this Lakers team. And so does so do the Nuggets, but I just think the Lakers are a much deeper team than the Nuggets. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I am a LeBron fan. Like, I, it, like what he does is very Tom Brady, right? I mean, Nolan Ryan. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just like this guy is quite literally – almost 40 years old and he is still a huge part of a conference final team so like last last year we were talking about Luca just being ridiculous against the Suns right well he's 23 like I get it like he should be pretty awesome if he's the best player in the world I mean you could argue that LeBron is a top 10 player still you know I mean I really don't know I mean but I just think we should enjoy watching this, you know, because this is not going to happen again for a while in our lifetime. I don't even know in our lifetime. Like he's just a freak, you know, and he's older than I am. And, and I mean, he's ridiculous. So Jalen, what are your thoughts on the kind of the, the next, the next game here or the next couple of games for Denver? What do you think that they need to do to kind of uh, put L.A. in the rearview mirror if we're looking at it from this lens. Yeah, I think um, looking at Denver, we're going to have to see more production from Michael Porter Jr. He had 15 points, and he had 10 rebounds, so he's big on the boards, and that's what I love about Denver. They have length. Uh, Also, Aaron Gordon was kind of absent a little bit uh, as far as another guy who can really crash the boards. See the slam dunk guy? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> slam I'm like, I'm like, where did this guy come from? Because he played for the Magic, I think. Yeah, he played yeah. for the Magic, and he had he, short hair. Yeah. And I just, I don't watch enough Denver games. Like, I, he was watching. I was like, is that Dude, the slam an dunk athlete, guy? Man. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon uh, for a period of time this season was big for okay. uh, Denver, gotcha. and I think that was a great trade in getting him. 
Um, and so, and again, another guy like Contavious Caldwell Pope, he dropped 21 points as well. So I think for Denver, former Laker, right? Yes, Wasn't he on the Lakers? Lakers? Yeah. Yes. And I, I think they're really going to need to rely more on their bench presence. We saw Bruce Brown. He had 16. But, I mean, Jokic yeah. can do everything, but he can't do everything. Right. And forever. Also, he can't do yeah, it forever. forever. Right. And, and, we, and we also saw Jamal Murray drop 31 points he as well. He is good. Yes, he's he really is, good. He is a good. I think for L.A., I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be key. Okay. I he was looking a horrible at, game yesterday. Yeah, I was looking at stats, and he plays – um, his points average drop over two points on the road, and okay. at yeah, home, his plus minus is minus twenty five. That's terrible. Yikes. And that's like me at the inter- on the inter- court. Court. <laughs> yeah. And at and at home, he shoots forty percent from three, oh, and on the road, he shoots thirty eight percent. And I think he's someone who provides a smoothness to the yeah. game. Um, he kind of he kind of can take the ball of LeBron's hands out yeah. of just being the main point guard but he's going to be key for LA going into the next game I thought the 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 and Clark kind of touched on it already but like the key moment last night was when the Lakers got within I believe it was three yeah um, LeBron had a chance to tie it and I think again I'm not saying his cape he's, he doesn't have a cape anymore he's you know he's still Superman but like he had a chance to tie it and I think if he ties it there I, th- I think they win the game because they just have this ridiculous momentum right yep, yep. and he missed it and then somewhere in there in the next 30 seconds or so there was that alley t- so, it's because he turned the ball over that's he right he missed the three that's right they come back down the floor Denver misses something right they come back down and Braun just right. fumbles the bag yeah. and then they and that's the lose all momentum overrated, and that's man. the thing Get about LeBron <laughs> that's the thing about LeBron <laughs> Everything else, he's great. Yeah. But I think the thing that everyone kind of marks against him is his ability to take that last shot. He's not that person. He's just, he's too, he's a powerful individual, but he's not. That's where he's, that's where him, I would put him behind Jordan Kobe there for sure. If you need a three, it's not him. No, it's not. Because he has that flat, like, it's just. Like, honestly, give the ball to Austin Reeves. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because he was. He yeah. was good. He was good. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to the series that hasn't started yet. It will start tonight. I know we're dating ourselves here, but Boston is a an eight point favorite in this game, and um, and they I, they should win this series. I mean, th- this should be a five to six game series, right? I mean, is that yeah? Yeah. Do you agree on that? Um, Boston looked last year like they were the best team at times in the playoffs, and then they just came up against a Warriors team that was just on fire right and even t- even that series I think it went to five maybe six I don't, can't remember but did it go six yeah they you could tell that they were good like they, they could figure it out and so they've had some ups and downs this season uh, I'll start with Jalen Jalen I'll go throw back to you here like again what are your first thoughts on this series you kind of already touched on it um, but Jason Tatum obviously has to be the man but I'll throw yeah. it over to you yeah uh, Tatum he's even in game six, where he literally had one point in the first half yeah. against yeah. Philly. Um, three points across three quarters. Yeah, that yeah. was not good. And he, you know, he kind of came back. And I actually liked that he said humbly, I'm one of the best players in the world, <laughs> simply because, you well, know. Well, he averages 30 points a game. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, should say that. And I feel like everyone was kind of freaking out. One point. Oh, my God. He ended the game with 19 points, and it was trash. But I think that game that game seven, he obliterated Boston. 51. Yeah. And I think 
key is going to be Jalen Brown. He really hasn't played that well this series in Philly. And right. so I think he's going to really need to help out um, Jason okay. this series. Also, their bench presence, really, uh, Robert Williams, he mm-hmm. has, he's been kind of absent. Al Horford has also kind of been uh, missing a little bit. Uh, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart are contributing yeah. the same. I just think J- Jalen Brown is really going to be key to take on help that because he can score but he needs to really need to be matching jason tatum he's he's amazing too yeah connor what's your take on this series what do you think they got to do to i agree uh, with jalen here that the two jays really need to step up but specifically jalen brown he's got to match that intensity that tatum brings every night and i think we've said that really since the beginning of their careers is that jason tatum's always been the better player jalen brown just got to match him every single night and if you can match them together they're a team to be reckoned. They're a force to be reckoned with in the East uh, every single night. I think the Celtics win this in five or six, okay. uh, and I think most of us agree on that. I do think the Heat will make it interesting, though. Right. I could I could see Jimmy Butler going off right. in a couple of games, getting 50 points or something crazy because that's just what he does in the playoffs. Um, but I really do think the Heat are a well-coached team with their expulsioner, who's been there forever, uh, made it to the conference finals, I think, Three? He was a video coordinator for you video people out there like 15 years ago. That's so crazy. anybody that's can wild. do it. He yeah. started out as a yeah. video that's coordinator. Wild. Yeah. Uh, that's well, wild. I agree but, with you. Yeah. Uh, Clark, what do you think that the Heat have to do to win the series and, and move on to the finals? Dude, I, it's got to be Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason that they've gotten here yeah. at all is everybody else just kind of supports him in doing what he does uh, because it really is a thing. It's just playoff Jimmy. He's a yeah. different guy. He's got that extra level of competitiveness that very, very few people in the league have. Right. And he's got the extra gear. And so I think that people, it's they just have to do what they've been doing. I agree. But I think it's going to be really tough. The, the thing is, with Boston, they've been winning even when they haven't been firing on all cylinders. Right. Like, right. Uh, Jaylen That's Connor, a sign of a good team. Yeah. Jalen and Connor were just talking about all the things that they could be doing better. Right. And they still, they're in the conference finals, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, right. I think it'll be really, really tough to overcome them, especially if they can kind of get their act together in these last couple series, uh, conference finals and finals. So. I think another thing is Bam Adebayo. He's been kind of yeah absent a little bit, especially when it comes to as the defensive presence. He's a freak. Yeah, he's average, he's only at, he's he's not even averaging a block, and yeah. this yeah. guy was averaging like two blocks right. in the season, and so I think he's gonna be he's gonna need to really step up, and and I think he can also score really well too. He's a guy who can average easily average twenty and ten. And I think this is a series for him to really step up and shine. Yeah. If there's any time to do that, it's this series against Boston against a front court that's not as strong as Miami's. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. Good talk. On the other side of the break, let's talk about uh, the NBA lottery and just kind of the landscape of the NBA. And uh, we'll be right back on the Inside Source, Episode 70. All right, we're back on the Inside Source. Millions of fans around the world listening. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Number one rated podcast. That's right. Number one rated podcast (laughs) in the region, (laughs) state. Probably the country, definitely, definitely Def, in definitely Texas. In the West Texas. Texas. Region yes, in the Texas. Midwest region, Texas. <laughs> after after three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but now we have a good time here. Clark Sullivan here, Connor Mullins, Jalen Garrett. Clark just graduated. Congrats to Clark. Thank you, thank you. What, what was your major, Clark? Uh, I was a Bible major. Oh, nice. Actually. There so you go. I'm. Uh, what are you gonna do with that? 
I'm be doing worship ministry in Round Rock. That makes sense. I accepted a job on Sunday. Okay, so nice. congrats. Nice. Thank you. Thank congrats. You. <laughs> Hopefully there was a nice signing bonus there and you'll yeah. get some incentives and right. make a Pro Bowl like or two. Make a trip to the final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, your agent did a good job. Good job. <laughs> Connor and Jalen will be graduating at some point over the next uh, semester or two. December, and yeah. so, at some yes. point. Some point. We'll figure it out. Yes, but we love having them at ACU TV and... Um, got high marks yesterday from people that were watching that baseball game. They're like, this is, as you say, fire. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That, anyway. I, I, respectfully, I thought that was probably my best yeah. directed game. It's so. on YouTube now for yeah. those who want to watch ACU TV. I was, I was they were like, that. man, that camera one was just, they knew what he was doing. Out <laughs> yeah. There. They didn't know it was uh, our director. Uh, I got a sunburn yesterday. <laughs> I mean, big time. So anyway, all right, let's get back to the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA lottery. So, Kind of what's y'all's take on the way the NBA does it, right? Um, uh, we can get to the actual order here in a minute, and Jalen, yeah. you have have that for us. Yes. Um, but let's just kind of go around the circle here. What are y'all's thoughts on the lottery and how the NBA does it versus the NFL? Um, no one cares about you know the way that baseball does it, but like uh, Jalen, what <laughs> so what are your thoughts? No one cares about yeah. the NFL. <laughs> no, well, no one cares. Like, no one cares about the NFL here. Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> it's it's what May. So it's okay. Yes. Um, uh, what do you what do you think about the way they do it? I I think it's very interesting um, how they do it. Like who's projected? Because I feel like usually who's projected first is always going to get it. It's close. Yeah. Most of the time, you know, I think the only time it was probably really close when it was, uh, in 2019 with, uh, new Orleans and Memphis, like it was either or, but most of the time it's always, um, well, new Orleans was projected low. Right. Yeah. Right. And they figured out a way to get Zion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) and he's been awesome. You got the list here. Spurs, number one. Hornets, number two. Trailblazers, three. That one's very interesting. You got Rockets, four. Pistons, five. Magic, six. Yep. I like the Pacers at seven. Okay. Um, Wizards, eight. Jazz, nine. Mavericks, ten. Y'all's Mavericks. Let's go. Keep the pick. We kept it, (laughs) and we'll turn that into a bench guy who will never never play. And then Bulls, 11. Thunder, 12. Raptors, 13. Pelicans, 14. Um. As far as the Spurs, um, I think they have a great history of turning international players into yeah. great players. Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tony Parker even Patty Mills, who's a really great role player for the Spurs. You know, so I think uh, and some I, guy named Kawhi Leonard, who's yeah. you know not a, an international guy, but yeah, yeah. he's just a random yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I like the draft list. I kind of like the drama. Yeah, it's fun. It it's fun. It's fun. It's made for TV. Yeah, you got people out here saying that Victor is going to be the next LeBron, greatest prospect sure. ever. Yeah. So, Clark, what do you think about the way they do it? I mean, like, is it interesting to you? I or? love it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. hate that um, a traditional draft lottery just rewards people for losing. I agree. Um, I think that you shouldn't be rewarded for losing. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I while I do understand, like, a draft lottery should kind of help to even out the league hopefully over the next couple years um i just hate that like teams tank like detroit won 17 games (laughs) they won 17 games this year i'm really really glad that they dropped to the fifth yeah for sure uh they're obviously they're upset but there's a they had a 14 percent chance at the number one pick and they dropped to five that's how the lottery works Mm -hmm. i mean and so i'm I'm glad. I think that it works out well. I do hate that San Antonio gets the number one pick, but that's yeah. just my personal bias. I say um, Denver gets the first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> Better than than Houston. That's all I would say. So. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Um, 
Connor, what's your thought on um, the potential number one pick? Do you have any thoughts? I can't even say his correct name. What, I can't even say it. Wimbanyama. Yeah. Do, do you have that any one. thoughts on him at all? Uh, everyone's saying he's the best draft pick or will be one of the best draft picks since LeBron. Okay. And I, I, I don't really know anything about the guy except that he's seven five yeah. and he moves like a point guard. And he plays every um, position. They said the same thing about Luca. I think it's funny <laughs> how the teams in the last five years who have had the worst record haven't gotten the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, great. Talking about Detroit going to number five, that that to Yikes. me that's just hilarious. Like that's <laughs> right. that's how it should be. Like Clark was saying, that's how it should be. Yeah, I agree. Um, for teams to fall that far, I think it's stupid that Dallas got the tenth pick and tanked at the end of the year. That's another <sighs> side topic. Um, but I do think Victor Wembanyama, yeah, yeah, is a fantastic prospect for the Spurs. And I, I thought Choppa going off in the group chat was pretty funny. <laughs> Shout out to night. Joseph, man. Um, talking about bad journalism, people saying he might not even be a spur anyway. Real uh, Grand Valley stand-up. He's going to be the number one pick. Right. Everybody knows it. I think picks two and three get more interesting with Scoot Henderson and the, guy uh, from the dude Bama. from Bama, right. Brandon Miller. Yeah, the guy that choked um, in the insulation. I don't know if yeah. this that guy <laughs> – yeah. But yeah. th- his whole history with the pl- with that whole incident that happened over the season, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know if anything will, but it's an interesting lineup for the top five picks, and we'll see what happens. I agree. I my memory of the lottery is are pretty good ones. I mean, obviously, like I remember uh, when the Mavs got the third third pick, right for, for Luca. Is that right? Yeah. Third or fourth pick somewhere they there. It up. And uh, and then, but my most vivid one is probably nineteen ninety. They were not even born. 1992 or three, whenever, and they've done a like a 30 for 30 on this when the Magic got back to back number one picks, and oh, so yeah. they got they got Penny wow. Hardaway. Oh yeah, and then they they drafted. Uh, sorry, they drafted and Shaq, Shaq, and then, they tried, Penny, and then the Penny Hardaway. Year. They actually drafted Chris Webber, and if you can imagine that, how good he was in yeah. Michigan, he was like the man. If you can imagine both those two guys be on the same team, Shaq and you know Weber, That's and then of insane. course they they got Penny Hardaway in the trade, but because they traded him to the Warriors. But I just remember thinking, like, man, this is a cool way to do this. Like, like Clark's saying, it's like it's kind of fair, like you know, and it, it, everything kind of falls the right way. And um, I just tanking is just it's just the worst, man. Like yeah. it's just the worst. I mean, just. I'm I'm in that mode now where my four year old son wants to start watching some sports and he's like, Hey, can we can we go to these games? And I'm like, Well yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to go to games in April because they're gonna there's, they, they may not even be playing. Go he doesn't know, Sh- but I know. Go see right? Charlotte in Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. Just like come on. <laughs> um all right, so that's the NBA lottery for you right there. Um let's just real quick check in Mavs wise. Okay, we're in we're in the heart of Texas here. Jalen, you can Take take this play off if you want, but uh, Clark, what are your thoughts on our head coach right now, Jason Kidd? Where should he be come this time next he should year? Be, <laughs> he should be sitting in his house unemployed. Uh, that was a okay. leading question, but yes. you set me up yes. well for my okay. for my take because yes. uh, Connor and I have been doing Mavs podcasts. You've joined yeah. us for some of these, yeah. and uh, we've been saying for a long time that this dude needs to be fired. Yeah, he's. A terrible coach. He's not the reason that we made it to the Western no. Conference Finals last season. No. Um, but because of that, they're not going to fire him. No. And the Mavs have always been too loyal of an organization, so they're right. not going to do anything. I would love to see them fire Jason Kidd, hire like Budenholzer yeah. or Monty Williams or any of these incredible winning coaches that have been fired right. for who knows whatever reason in the past couple months. Um, I, there are so many incredible coaches, coaches of the year, available and right. we're not going to do anything about it and uh i would love for us to but we won't 
Connor, you're a Mavs fan. Tell me what you think about where the Mavs need to go this offseason, Luka, all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, if I'm the Mavericks right now, looking at Jason Kidd and looking at the available head coaches right now, Clark just mentioned there being coaches of the year that are available like Monty Williams, Budenholzer. I think Nick the Nurse. best fit Nick Nurse. Rick, Car- Rick Carlo. Yeah, Doc Rivers. <laughs> no I'm kidding. But I think Boonholzer would be the best fit just because of his experience with Giannis and building him into the monster he is now right. in the NBA. And if you can get a guy like Luca to take that next step, I think Boonholzer is the candidate to do that. That'd be cool. But again, it's not going to happen. That's a pipe dream right now. Uh, I think they give Kid at least one more season. If I'm being realistic, which I hate to say, well, it's uh, just wasting so another Luca year. Exactly. It's just wasting another prime. Uh, all right, so Jalen, over to you here. Uh, more of a regional take. What are your thoughts on the Warriors and them? Is this the end of their dynasty? Hmm. Ooh, I big question. I don't think it's the end. Uh, this time last year, we were like, they've got another dynasty ready to go. Five yeah, more years. Yeah, it's such um, a first take. Take watching <laughs> watching that um, Lakers series. I definitely saw their weaknesses. Um, you know, I think even Draymond on his podcast was saying we still got left in the tank. I think I don't think Steph is just gonna be like, yeah, I'm done. He's not done. I don't. don't He's so good. Still, I I don't think it's not about him though. Yeah, I don't think Clay is either. I do think they need to start preparing when they leave and when they're gone. I don't think Jordan Poole is your guy. Nope. They gave him huge money last offseason, too, and yeah. he did not play well in the playoffs. Which I thought was a huge mistake. That was kind of like an Ezekiel yep. Elliott. I mean, give him they, they won the champ. They won the title. They got what they wanted, and then they just bought in too much to somebody. Yeah. I think it was like and 160 mil yeah, over four years. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, I think yeah. it was like 140. Yeah. Yeah. I think also this just shows you that Steve Kerr is a great coach. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, so I don't think it's over. I do think they need to start preparing right. soon. Right. Yeah, getting guys like Wiseman and Moody. Yeah. Uh, or well, not Wise- even Wiseman. He's yeah. gone. Uh, Kaminga and Kaminga. Moody and all those young Gary, guys. Gary they got to get them up. Yeah. Start getting them prepped because Steph can't be just dropping 50 bombs well, the way that, soon. The way that he plays, I feel like his, he's going to have an elongated career. I mean, if he wants yeah. it. If he wants to play, he's going he, to – he doesn't – He's not a physical. I mean, he's physical, but he's yeah. He's not like LeBron. LeBron he's not, not beating a, up his bad, body. No, yeah. he's a bad example. And which I've always had a hot take. I said, even though I'm a Thunder fan, shout out yep. to OKC. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I always said that when when Durant went to Golden State, that was needed for their team as far as having okay. that guy who's a yeah scorer. And now that Durant's gone, yeah. Steph is really carrying that. Yeah. Scoring low. Clay has had his moments, especially this season when Steph was out yeah. for a period of time and coming up clutch and really dropping really great points. But yep. Steph is more of an off-ball mm-hmm. guy. It makes you wonder yeah. if, if, I mean, similar to the, I 
feel like I bring this up in whatever podcast I ever do, the 2011 <laughs> Rangers. I just feel like it just hangs over my Rangers that we were one strike away twice from winning World Series. It's and craziness. Hate every second of that. But, um, <laughs> you know, what would happen if Durant doesn't get hurt in that series versus Toronto in 2019 and, yeah. and Clay doesn't get hurt, you know, and like if they win another title there, are they just running it back for five more years and winning three, four more times? I mean, like, yeah. why not? It's just a real, and it, and we could talk, a whole, we could have a whole nother, you know, Durant discussion, but he just kind of, whatever. But all right, let's talk about, uh, just to end here, just quickly, what do you guys think, Who who's going to win the finals and, and, and how many games? So Jalen, I'll start with you. We'll just go around to Connor. Um, I'm going to say Denver is my winner. Okay. Uh, I think they play Boston, and I think that series goes to Game Seven. Okay, I think uh, it comes. I think I think it comes down to last. Would that be shot. in Boston or would it be in Denver? That'd be in. You Den- say, that'd you're be saying in like history last shot buzzer beater. <laughs> no, I, no I, way. I, I really think that. Uh, yeah, it'd be in Denver, and I think it comes down at least the last possession. I just really love Denver. I think yeah. Jokic. That's the thing that's kind of been hanging over his head. Yeah, he has all these MVPs, but can he be a winner? Can and win, yeah. this season, that team and himself has proven to be yeah. winners. And I think they've advanced. I mean, I think even them playing really well against Minnesota, crushing yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you can make an argument that that was Rushed a better on. team. And so yep. and now that they're playing L.A., I think they get through yeah. L.A., and I think they win in seven okay. in the finals clark great what do you think i think same same matchup i think boston takes it and i think they would take it i'll say i think boston takes it in six okay just because of how dominant they've been but i will completely agree with the Jokic. he's out to prove yeah. something this offseason yeah. or this postseason sorry i keep saying that yeah but he's like he's a winner he's proven that he's a winner but He's not proven that he's a winner whenever it yeah, really when counts. it matters. Yeah. And I think he's heard all of that and he's like, all right. And that's where Luca Luca is at too. Yep. He, he needs to Yeah. So out. I think he'll continue to be incredible, but I think that Boston's just incredible powerhouse team will yeah. will take it. Connor. Say Boston in seven. Uh I agree with what y'all just said about Yogic needing to prove a point. I think him not winning MVP this year makes it even more of a disrespectful. year. Disrespectful. It was very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Um, he's out to prove something, but I do think Boston just gets it done. I just think they have more of the star power, more of the talent on their team, more complete team, and had a better season. I it. agree. What about uh, your team? I, I, I agree with you guys. I say Miami in five. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas in four. Uh, yeah, yeah, Miami in four. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas no, in four. No, I, I would say it's – don't look at it too hard. Just say it's going to be the two best teams. It's going to be Celtics and it's going to be Denver. I'll go with the Celtics because they were there last year. Mm-hmm. I'll say the Celtics in six just because just because I, I like think that it. they're the best team and I think Jokic is the best player. But at the end of the day, is he, I mean, is he there? I don't know. No, so, hey. he'll be back next year. Yeah. If Jalen <laughs> if Jalen turns out to be right with that prediction, though, yes. that's the most legendary yes, finals <laughs> prediction give, of all give time. Give me tickets to the yeah. NBA <laughs> Give him a raise. Just, give me a raise. Oh, I'm not recording. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> give me a 25 cent raise. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, this was fun. Thanks a lot. Connor Mullins, Clark Sullivan, Jalen Garrett, Hutton Harris. Episode 70 coming to an end here, guys. Great season of the Inside Source. We'll be back maybe sometime in the summertime. Uh, But this has been fun. This is the Inside Source ACU TV podcast. Have a good summer. Go Cowboys. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs)